to yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in, in the end zone? And he's caught for the win! Richard Rodgers! Throws it up in the air, says a prayer, and Janice doesn't stop at all! Please! What a catch! That's insane! R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. Welcome to the Cheesehead Central Podcast. I'm your co-host, Tom Turner, alongside Alex Wilson. How you doing, Wilson? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Um, unfortunately, co-host Peter Turner couldn't make it on today. It's a packed schedule. I mean, obviously, just not as big of a Packers fan, but... I'm just happy to get the podcast going back again. Uh, happy to be talking about some Packers football. And uh, it's just a great day. Yeah, Peter's got a quote job, unquote. It's ridiculous. Packers at first. I got there's a podcast, so you cannot see it, but for we'll be posting this on the TikTok. Cheesehead right there for Cheesehead Central. Grind don't stop. So one of our first topics we're going to get into it's probably one of the things I've been talking about the most, especially like on ESPN, Fox, and CBS, is the MVP race. Aaron Rodgers, 37 year, years young, working hard against Patrick Mahomes. I got a quote to start off from the Packers safety, Adrian Amos. I like this quote a lot. He tweeted, quote, I think players like LeBron and Rodgers are so consistently good and effective that it kind of hurts them when it's time for MVP voting, unquote. And then MVS, like, commented on his and said, quote, people get comfortable seeing the greatness that they think is normal from number 12. It seems to amaze me what 12 does every week, unquote. I mean, yeah, obviously. Voter fatigue is a huge thing. I mean, if you really wanted to vote for the best player every year, yeah, your guys like Mike and LeBron they'd have 10 MVPs same with Rogers but I mean like to change it up see different people win awards I mean I get it Patrick Holmes he's the hot new thing like this that everyone thinks he's so great I mean they ignore the fact that Rogers has been doing this thing for over a decade and with less weapons he has like one of the best top top two receivers Devontae Adams he has him but besides that it's not a lot I mean, Lazard's coming off an injury. MVS is so inconsistent. But Tanyan is working his way up there, though. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously, there's a little bit of a – I'm not sure how much it really means these days to make the Pro Bowl, but I think Tanyan's definitely going to be a Pro Bowl tight end this year, no? I I agree. I've seen a lot of stuff that he's a mini George Kittle, and I I have not been watching the same game. In the offseason, I mean, maybe not the blocking, but – I have, yeah, like, he's a horrendous blocker. That's why we have Mercedes Lewis. But, like, I am so – he's tied for first right now with seven touchdowns, touchdowns. That just shocks me. Yeah, I mean, he's a magnet for the ball, especially in the red zone. I mean, in the Matt LaFleur scheme like that, it's kind of Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay type mold with the zone run and then play action. 
having a guy like Tanyan is so valuable. I mean, like off the play action and all the different routes he can run for a tight end. I mean, I think that guy's super valuable and makes it look a little bit goofy that we took a tight end in the third round as well as Tanyan's playing. I mean, I thought it was a bad pick at the time. It's just, it's not aging well. Neither is the Jordan Love pick as I I was one of, if you, okay, from my perspective, we're coming off an NFC championship game in 2016, 2017, he breaks his collarbone and plays about seven games. So I'm like, oh, this is Aaron Rodgers, always gets injured, misses a couple weeks. 2018, from straight week one, his leg is never 100%. It's always hobbling around. We miss the playoffs. So going into 2019, underperforming year, but we still make the NFC Championship game, but we get throttled. So going into the draft, I'm thinking, oh, maybe let's get a QB. Rodgers got three, maybe four years left. And this year he just shut me up and all the haters. Yeah, it's I mean. Insane numbers. He has 68.9 completion, which is the first among all QBs, 36 touchdowns, which is the most, and 118.5 QB rating, which is the most. I mean, yeah, the numbers are exceptional. It's kind of – I mean, it's kind of hard to think now that they did draft a quarterback. I mean, Rodgers is 37, but the way he's playing right now, he looked like he could be the next Brady. He's still got five, six years of elite MVP-level football coming, which, I mean, it definitely puts the management in a tough spot when you draft a first-round quarterback. But you also have your franchise player – and a career Packer fan favorite. I mean, just, yeah, it puts a management in a tough situation when you have to come to a point where you're making a decision on Rodgers or Jordan Love. Yeah, I mean, do they even – that's why I kind of wish we would lock up this one seed and NFC North title and get Jordan Love a start and see if he's actually good these next, like, one or two years. If he's not, then we'll just stick. Roger says he wants to play until 45. Right now, he looks like he can do that. So, see if Jordan Love is actually worthy of taking Roger's spot, which most likely he is not. But if not, let's just act like it never happened, and let's just maybe draft a wide receiver in the first round for the first time ever to help him out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think – I mean, what happened with Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith, that is a once-in-a-lifetime thing to have a quarterback come in and do that right away and just be playing MVP-level football from their first start. I don't think that – I mean, Jordan Love certainly has upside like that, but I don't believe that that will be what he is right away. So, yeah, I really – I don't know whether it comes to a point where you're trading Rodgers, moving him, trying to move love and losing value. But I think they may have definitely uh they may have definitely put a timer on Rodgers' career in Green Bay, which they probably didn't need to. Yeah, it's tough. But from that, we'll move on to the injury report where it's really getting a lot better for the Packers. Multiple years we see every single week a ton of people on. Today, only one person did not practice, and it was Jay Sternberger. Even though earlier in the week, Tyler Irvin and Raven Green both were put on the IR, Irvin's done, but we do have a guy in the name of 
Tavon Austin, who is a first-round wide receiver. So I would, I, I can't wait to see what he can do. They said he's about a ty- Tyler Irvin type of player, a little more speed and a little tallness. So that's good to see. Rodgers finally going to have a wide receiver in the first round to throw to. It hurts, though, Raven Green. He was so good in the nickel packages. He could cover. I mean – Raven Green was having a terrific season. He was one of my favorite players, and now that he's out, Will Redmond's probably going to have to play. And he's not I bad, mean, but his tackling is horrendous. I mean, so, yeah, if we, if we need a corner four, I mean, I don't know where Will Redmond plays. I mean, we still have Alexander, King, Jackson, and uh, Sullivan. I think but, it's just going to be the linebackers, uh, Martin and Chris Barnes, both undrafted, by the way, who have played so far spectacular with Kirksey. I mean, yeah, I think you said earlier about taking a receiver in the first round. Might have to be a linebacker. Rodgers is going to do his thing. Personally, I think linebacker in the first round is the way to go. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't really look at a ton of mock drafts outside of Micah Parsons what the linebackers look like behind that. I, I was know. I would state Mike Rose, you know, if he leaves. Yeah, if he wasn't great. slow and he's great. He's amazing. But yeah, I mean, besides that, there's not a lot of injuries. There was a quote from Matt LaFleur about Alan Lazard. They said he is still gonna be on a snap count just because he doesn't want a lot of stress following that core muscle surgery. So he would be around sixty snaps before they see that he's back to himself, which I'm totally fine with. I mean, he is our second-best wide receiver, but with Tavon Austin coming on the scene, and it's against the Lions. Like, as long as Lazard is healthy for the Titans for Sunday Night Football, I'm perfectly fine with it. I mean, yeah. The receiving core has been banged up all year. You know Rodgers is going to do his thing. And, I mean, realistically, 60 snaps is quite a few. Like, I mean, throwing a couple run. I mean, you want to have him on the field every play just because of how elite of a run blocker he is. He's so good. Unbelievable run blocker. But, I mean, yeah, 60 snaps is still quite a few. It's just nice to see him work back into the playbook and back into the offense. And I think once he's fully healthy, this offense is going to be unstoppable. Yeah, you've seen we've, like, had so many people on the injured list, but our offense just never misses a beat. It's so nice to see. Not so much for the opposing team we face with the Detroit Lions. They're not looking great. And looking at the injury report, Matthew Stafford did appear on it for the Thursday injury report. It was just a right thumb injury, but he's been limited in practice. And that's just throwing hands. So maybe – he won't be up to 100%. He'll, he'll definitely still play, but he won't be the same self from the very underrated Matthew Stafford. Yeah, Matt Stafford. I mean, I feel for the guy. I think he's an excellent quarterback who's having his career wasted by Mark Ford and terrible management in Detroit. Yeah, there's a lot of other interesting names on this injury report. Kenny Galladay with the hip injury has not practiced Wednesday or Thursday. I don't think he'll play. Jeff Okuda, the third overall pick, the cornerback, groin injury, he hasn't practiced all week. And then DeAndre Swift, illness has been limited. The first day are a little banged up there. I feel very confident against the five and seven lines. 
I mean, yeah. Like, the offense without Galladay, I mean, you still have Marvin Jones, who's a solid weapon. And, I mean, TJ Hawkinson, who's been terrific, having a Pro Bowl-type season. I mean, we're pretty garbage at covering tight ends. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no DeAndre Swift. That's definitely a, a big loss for them as a runner and a pass catcher. I mean, we haven't seen a ton of, like, what Daryl Bevel's offense looked like. But with Matt Patricia, it seemed like when DeAndre Swift wasn't on the field and Adrian Peterson, like, they love to run it for two yards straight up the middle of Adrian Peterson. Yeah, and our, our defensive so line looked very good against Miles Sanders. He did have about one breakaway run, but besides that, they were very consistent in shutting down one of the top runners. So going against a bum like Adrian Peterson, I feel very confident going into this game. And that will lead us right into our predictions. We're each going to have three things to talk about looking for for this week along with our prediction of the score. I'll go first. I think the Packers are going to win quite easily. I have them winning 40-17. to 17. We scored 40 week two against them. That was just incredible, like, offense. That was the last time, like, really everybody was healthy for us. And now I just continue – I see that continuously moving forward. One thing, Tanyan. I really want to see him take the lead in touchdowns for tight ends. They the Lions are pretty good at covering their top ten for covering tight ends, even though their defense is worse than everything else. If Tanyan can do good against a quality tight end defense, he's gonna be looking great. Tanyan's tied with Kelsey right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, yeah, my score prediction, I'm gonna keep it along the similar lines. I'm gonna go something like thirty-eight to uh, 17 I think I mean if Swift plays their offense I mean Swift Hawkinson that's going to be a lot of situations where those guys are going to be covered by nickel corners or linebackers or a safety or something like that which definitely isn't our strong suit having those guys in coverage so I think they could get a little bit going on offense but yeah like you said with our offense fully healthy and back I I really don't think they'll be able to get a stop yeah, I just – this isn't the Lions team from last year where we were losing for most of the game and then the last two minutes we've taken the lead. We had game-winning field goals each – We didn't lead at any point against yeah. the Lions last year despite going 2-0. It was two game-winning field goals from Crosby to win it. And I just don't see this from this Lions team. New coach. We saw it with the Texans. They had a new coach when we played them. Didn't matter at all. And – I just – there's two people that I want to see how well they do. First is Aaron Jones. Last week was his first 100-yard rushing game since week two against the Lions. See if he can get his mojo back after that big run that sealed the game. And then Darnell Savage. He's had three picks in the past two weeks. And it's not just the picks. It's the way he gets to those picks. His speed is crazy. He jumps so high to get to him. He's becoming one of my favorite players, and it's big. We've seen a lot of, of a lot of production from our first round picks the past two years and Darnell Savage and Rashard Gary. And that's big. So you're not going to see that right away. And you've seen it this year when we need them to step up and they're doing so. And it makes me very happy. I mean, yeah, I think Savage, he's always been a uber talented guy. I mean, you see the speed, the play recognition. I mean, it just seems like sometimes 
he trusts his athleticism a little bit too much. Doesn't exactly play sound, consistent football all the time. And uh, yeah, another guy. I just I'm interested in seeing how the whole linebacking core plays. Like they've been playing better football lately. People are getting healthy, getting back. I mean, the rush defense has been better of late. But yeah, with our just as far as like linebackers and coverage is still something I think we definitely struggle with and I'd like to see more of this week. Yeah, the game was originally supposed to be at twelve, but now it was moved to three twenty five on Fox. And it is in our viewing area, so we will be able to watch it, which is pretty cool. But big things coming in. The Packers can clinch the NFC North with a win or tie, but they need the Vikings to lose and a tie. So a Packers win and a Vikings loss, the NFC North, it's locked up in Green Bay for the second straight year. Yeah, I mean, it would be great to clinch this week, but ultimately I think – we're pretty confident that the division is ours. I think right now it's a race between us and the Saints for the one seed. And the and Saints, I, that's the, the team we match up the best with, I think. Yes. The Chiefs have the Saints coming up in two weeks. So we just need to keep pace. Hope the Saints lose to the Chiefs or lose one between, between now and the end of the year. As long as we keep playing our football, we have the tiebreaker against the Saints. Yeah, I mean, it's a race for the one seed. And I think I think for us, 12 wins will be the number that secures the one seed with the tiebreaker over the Saints. I agree. Um, I really – I'm really interested to see the Saints-Eagles matchup, Taysom, Taysom Hill versus Jalen Hurts. I mean, that game. Jalen Hurts stinks, dude. Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. Carson Wentz. I know it's the Packer Park. Carson Wentz needs to go to the Colts. Needs to go to the yes, Colts. Exactly. Carson Wentz on the Colts. That is a Super Bowl contending team. With a good O-line, run support, good coach and Frank Wright, good defense. That's literally – that is the situation he had when, when he almost won the yeah. MVP. Like, I mean, it's literally happen. the exact situation. Frank Reich was his offensive coordinator on that team, though. Yeah, he was. He was, yeah. And, I mean, if he gets back with Frank Reich – playing behind an elite offensive line like he was at that time. Consistent run game, solid weapons out wide. I mean, I really like what I've seen from Michael Pittman this year. Very underrated. And then, like in Philadelphia, where they have Goddard and Zach Ertz, they have Trey Burton, Mo Alley-Cox, and I'm missing one more, Jack Doyle. They got three very talented tight ends there. That is a great team. Their defense is spectacular, too. If Carson Wentz lands on the Colts next year, that is – Definitely a team I do not want to play. They will be scary. But One Carson, of the yeah. – They're not treating them right. Sam Darnold or Carson Wentz, I see going there next year. Yeah, Sam Darnold, I'm not so high on. Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. He is, but it would be tough, though. That contract is very big. That contract is huge. So, I don't know if they'll be able to move him or not. But other games this week that kind of matter to us, already talked about the Vikings and Bucks. Jets Seahawks the Packers clinch a playoff berth with a win and a Cardinals loss or a win and a Seahawks win so that line by the way for the Jets Seahawks pretty big 
I know we're doing our picks later in the day, but the Lions minus 15, I'm just going to say I may or may not have picked the Jets to cover. The Jets minus 15? Yeah. Thumb spread. Sheesh. That is yeah. interesting. All right, we'll, we'll get to that later in the pod. Yeah, so right now, Rams, Patriots already happened on uh, Thursday. We're recording this right now at about Friday at about 2.30. Rams are looking scary. I don't know want to face them. They have three very capable running backs of destroying our run yeah. game. Jared Goff does make mistakes, but Coach McVay is very good. Jalen Ramsey against Devontae. I'm not saying Devontae is going to get shut down, but I don't really like that matchup with him being one of our mostly only weapons. And then they have Aaron Donald up front. That's a team I don't want to face. I mean, yeah, they give me eerily similar vibes to what the Niners had last year. I mean, yeah. An average quarterback. I mean, they have better receivers than the Niners did last year. Excellent coaching. They have that three-headed trio of running backs. You really never know which one of them you're going to get, whether it be Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown, or Cam Akers. And then, obviously, a super talented athletic defense. They're well coached. Uh, I just – see, yeah, right now we're the two seed – facing the seven seed Vikings and everybody's like, oh, the Vikings already came into Lambeau. That was a crazy day. The wind was crazy. We weren't able to pass a lot. Each team had like a 10-minute possession, their first possession. And then we really just had a lot of mistakes. That's not going to happen in the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers. And it's not going to be that windy like it was before. We're going to take care of Dalvin Cook. He's also had – he's never had 30 carries and like one game lean up to the season. He's already had three this season. He's going to be gassed for the playoffs. I want to face the Vikings. I mean, yeah, the dude, this is like, what, the first full season he's played in his entire career? Yeah. I really, I don't know how his, uh, how his stamina is for the, the course of a whole season. And, yeah, like you said, it's definitely not a team I would feel threatened by playing in the playoffs. Because, I mean, playoffs, Kirk Cousins. Dalvin Cook after a full season of carries. Their defense is subpar. It's just, uh, yeah, the Vikings really don't scare me. Yeah, the, like I said, the only team that really does is the Rams. We match up very well with the Saints, and we beat them without Devontae Adams. I feel very confident against them. Same against the Seahawks. We, we kind of own the Seahawks, not counting 2014 NFC Championship game, but we've done very yeah. well against them. But, like – the Bucks. I mean, we were up 10-0 to zero and then a tipped pick six, which wasn't Aaron Rodgers' fault, and then another pick, which it was. We were up 10-0 to zero in that game. We had the ball. Like, plus, they're playing way worse now. I, I, and that would be a home game, too. The Bucks would have to come to a freezing cold Lambeau. The only team that scares me is the Rams. I mean, yeah. The Saints are definitely much improved since when we played them the first time. I'm not going to lie. Like, Trey Hendrickson looks like an absolute goober, but he's really good. And their defense is scary, but playoff Drew Brees, I'm not that worried about him. I yeah, I think we uh, I think we beat the Saints in the playoffs again. Like with the Seahawks, you said, yeah, the Rams probably are the team I would most want to avoid in a playoff game. But I think at Lambeau, playoff Rodgers, 
there's not a team we can't beat. No, it's so wide open from last year when the Niners were the team to beat. They were looking spectacular. This every team like has flaws. Like you, you can definitely beat one team very easily. But one, I think one thing everybody's got to be scared for the Packers is our offensive line. Holy smokes, it's freaking amazing. We don't even have Corey Lindsay, who is going to be a Pro Bowler. He's out. We're supposed to return maybe week 17 for the playoffs, which will be big. But we move Elton Jenkins to the center. We move him everywhere. It doesn't matter. He's one of the best linemen ever. He, our offensive line, I love our offensive line. Even Josh Runyon, who doesn't even start. I love him, too. I was thinking about getting a jersey. He, he's so good, and he doesn't even start for this team. You're going to get a John Runyon jersey. I was thinking about it. He's good. He's so – this – it's so good. Lindsay, I know he's out. Latiari is a stud. Bill oh, Bill Wagner, I mean, he's okay, but like Billy Turner is a stud. Um, I'm forgetting Lucas Patrick. All of these guys are putting in work. Lucas Patrick got beat like once on like the one of the first plays, and Rodgers got sacked. After that, us offensive line, spectacular. The thing that's great about it is, I mean, not only do we have five guys that are great, I mean, we run like eight deep of starter quality linemen. And I mean, they're all so versatile, like you said, Elton Jenkins. The guy plays everywhere on the O line. They're they're so good. This reminds me of the 2014 team. I saw this on Twitter. You got Josh Sitton, you got Corey Lindsay was still there, JC Treader, who's like one of the best linemen for the Browns now. You had TJ Lang, Brian Bulaga. The only guy really left that's still on the Packers is Batiari. But, I mean, like, that team was crazy, the offensive line. That and now it's this, this offensive line looks so great. And right before we get into the over-under and lines and everything, I, I saw this on Twitter, too. Who would you pick in their prime wide receiver? You only can have one. Jordy Nelson or Devontae Adams? I mean, the Jordy Rogers connection was something special. The guy always seemed to be open in the biggest moment. And, I mean, obviously he had more people around him, so his numbers wouldn't be quite as great. He had, like, James Jones, Randall Cobb. Uh, I Even mean, the offense was more complete. But I think it's got to be Devontae Adams, man. That's what He's I, so I agree. Talented. He's so talented. Like, uh, I don't know that at any point in Jordy's career was he a top three or even top five receiver. Yeah, Nelson, like, so talented. He could beat you with long, but Devontae can beat you short passes, medium passes, long passes, even beat you in the slot outside. And and it looks like he hasn't even hit his prime yet. He gets better every year. I know. It's just crazy. I mean, he's over a thousand yards, double digit touchdowns, and. He's played, what, eight games? Like, the guy's an absolute monster. Like, with him in, the offense is so explosive. And, yeah, like you said, he's so versatile. Excellent route runner, plays inside, outside. He's quick with the ball. Yeah. As much as I love Jordy, it's got to be Devontae Adams. Yeah, I agree, 100%. So, do you have anything else before we get to week 14? No, I think we can get to games around the league, my picks. So, first one, start with the Packers-Lions, plus seven and a half. The over-under is 55. This is going to be my lock for the week. I got Packers, 
to cover the plus seven and a half. And I got the over mostly because I got 40 to 17. If you do the math, that's over 55. So I got Packers with the over. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think I'm going to take the Packers. I think they cover the seven and a half or whatever you said. I mean, that's only one touchdown, dude. They're definitely going to cover that. But I think I'm going to go under 55. That's under. Just, that seems like a high spread, especially without Galladay or Swift. Over club. Not so much anymore. Wilson's leaving. I, under. I'm a big – I'm big on the over. Can't take it in this game. Can't do it. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Next one, it's where the 12 o'clock slate starts. Broncos, Panthers. Panthers are favored by minus two and a half. The over-unders, 45 and a half. I have the Broncos to cover the minus two and a half. See, like, they don't even have to win there. They just got to lose by two or one. But I think the Broncos are going to win, and I think it's going to be over 45 and a half, too. Agreed. No McCaffrey. I mean, Drew Locke, I was so high on him going into this season. He is an absolute trash can. The Broncos are terrible, but I think they win today. No McCaffrey again for the Panthers. I think the Broncos win a gross one. You got the over or the under for that one? What was the over or under on that? 45 and a half. Mm, I'm going to go under. Back-to-back unders for Wilson. Next game is between the Cowboys and Bengals. And talk about grossness right there. Both these teams not looking to go anywhere. Cowboys are favored by three and a half. The line are – yeah, they're favored by three and a half. The over-under line is 43 and a half. Once again, I have the over and I got the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys – even though they're not that good and they got Andy Dalton at the quarterback position, I just think the Bengals without Joe Burrow, I don't think they're really anything. So I got the Cowboys to win and cover. I mean, yeah, as trash as these two teams are, I think, yeah, I'm going to take Cowboys and the over as well. Neither of these teams have a defense. I think Zeke eats, Cowboys win. Next game, Titans-Jaguars. Remember this a couple years ago, Derrick Henry had his very nice 99-yard touchdown against the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Lines at 7.5. Titans are favored. Over-unders at 53, which is I think is very high between these two teams. I think it's going to be a little sluggish at the beginning, and then the Titans will pick it up. So I got the Titans to cover and an under, my first one of the day. Uh. Yeah, I'm going to go under as well because, I mean, yeah, I don't see what the Jaguars are really going to get going on offense. Their offense is terrible. But, I mean, they're frisky. I think they could keep it within 10 maybe. But betting, I'm going Titans to cover 7.5. Tractor Cito, late season Derrick Henry, no one wants to tackle him. The Jaguars stink. I think they roll. The Titans roll. Next game, I think is the best game besides – Sunday night football Steelers versus Bills. Chiefs, Dolphins. Dolphins are home. Chiefs got to go to Miami. The Chiefs are favored seven and a half. The over under is 50.5. I got the Dolphins to cover. And I have the over as well. God, you just are addicted to the over, dude. No, the Dolphins. I do think Dolphins cover. Yep, you're right. 
Shout out Trent Kojal. Shout out Bobby the janitor. Fins up. Brian Flores, coach of the year. Dolphins cover, but I think it stays under. Dolphins have a great defense. Xavier Howard going to lock, put the locks on Tyreek Hill. I don't know what the over-under is on Tyreek Hill total yards. Take the under on that. Xavier Howard locks Tyreek. He was injured coming into this week, too. He is supposed to play, according to Andy Reid, so that's big to watch out for, too. One of the games, both teams are going in totally different directions. Cardinals-Giants. Cardinals are favored by three. The over-under is 45-and-a-half. Daniel Jones is expected to play. Even if he wasn't expected to play, I'm taking the Giants. Just not even to win, just to cover. I think it's three is a very small number, but I think they could lose by two or one and even pull out an upset again like they did last week against the Seahawks. This one's pretty easy under, though. Giants don't really get a lot of offense, even with Daniel Daniel Jones, but the Cardinals' offense has looked in a slump, and the Giants' defense is very good. A lot of stops are going to be in this game, so I have the Giants and the under. Um, yeah, I think the like you said Giants defense is playing great football. Leonard Williams, James Bradbury, I mean Logan Ryan, the Giants defense, Bro Peppers, it's really good, and especially our guy Blake Martinez. You're wearing the Blake Martinez jersey right now, repping. I mean, hey. Hate to see him go. Love to see him succeed with his new team. Wish we still had him. But, I mean, yeah, the Giants' defense is playing awesome. I think they win outright, and it goes under. Daniel Jones stinks. Colt McCoy, hook him, but also stinks. Loved him at Texas. Trash NFL quarterback. No matter who starts for the Giants, they're going to win and go under. Next game, Bucks coming off the bye week facing the Vikings. Bucks are favored by six and a half. The over-under is 51.5. I have the Bucks to cover, nevertheless, win this game. I think off the bye, they'll handle the Vikings very well. And I think it's going to be under two. two. I mean, both defenses are kind of average, but I see this not going over 51 and a half. You are soft. You are so soft. You might have to take the under. What do you mean? You you took you have you only have one over, you dummy. Over, 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 over. This game goes over so far over. Kirk Cousins, honestly, not playing terrible football right now. Think he tosses a TD or maybe two or three. Dalvin Cook, I don't think is really gonna be as much of a factor because Bucks have an awesome run defense. But Brady and the boys get it back on track. Bucks win, cover, over. That's a lock. My lock of the week. Lock of the week. Bucks over. over. Goodness gracious. My lock of the week is the over in the Bucks Vikings game. Next game, which I think is going to be one of the worst games to watch. It's Texans Bears. Gross. Texans are favored one and a half, which kind of surprised me the first time I saw this. You should have taken Deshaun Watson bowl for the Bears. It's very true. And the over-under is 45 and a half. It's pretty simple. Except I think the Bears are going to pull this one out, and I it's going to be an under – both offenses aren't looking great. I think Trubisky is going to have a very great week, even though he's a trash QB. The Texans are now officially out of the playoffs, so I think Deshaun Watson is going to be depressed this week. I got the Bears, and I got the under. Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with you on the uh, pick. I think the Bears do win. I mean, as trash as football as the Bears have been playing lately, Mitch has not been playing as bad as one would think. I mean, I think the Bears do just enough on offense to stop the Will Fullerless Texans. I mean, I mean Brandon Cooks, Kiki Kuti, the Texans offense is so bad. Yeah, I think this one stays under and the Bears win. Yeah, I feel like that's a pretty easy pick. Next one, Colts Raiders, both teams that look good at some times and then other times they look terrible. Raiders coming off a very interesting win against the Jets on the last second play. I have the Colts to cover the two and a half. They're favored by two and a half. Over under is 51 and a half. I, it's pretty simple under there. I don't know who you got to win, but I feel like it's – What do you mean, shut up? No. Oh, my. The Raiders gave up like 30 points to the Jets. The Raiders are dead. D-E-A-D, dead. They are Yeah, they came out. A win's a win. A win's a win. The Raiders are dead. It's over. Colts win. Colts cover. Over. You are soft, man. I thought you were an overs club. Thought you were a rider. Whatever is what it is. Don't I? I've been a rider since day one. Next game, Jets Seahawks. And first reaction, you gotta be like, "Oh, Seahawks! You know, gotta take that no matter what. They're gonna cover." The lines at fifteen. Goodness oh, gracious! That's so much. It is so much. That's so over much. two touchdowns. I don't like it one bit, but it just it just tells me pick Jets. I'm picking the Jets. The uh, over-under is 47. I'm picking the under Jets to cover the 15 and spread. I mean, yeah, as terrible as the Jets are, over two touchdowns, that's just too much against a struggling Seahawks team. I think the Jets cover, and it goes over. Over. Oh, my God. See, I see the Seahawks defense just the same as the Raiders. Like, it's okay. And the Raiders. Trash. It's an absolute trash game, dude. Whatever. Next game, Falcons-Chargers. The line is literally the Chargers are favored by minus one. There literally is no line. Act like there's no line because there isn't. It's a who's going to win game. Because both these teams are trash. Even though the Chargers are coming off a more trash of a game, that's why I'm going to pick the Chargers right in there. This is minus one Chargers. Everybody's like, oh, you got to take the Falcons, right? No, this trap line because it's not even a line. Chargers. Wait, who's at home? Who's at home? Chargers. Oh, they're going east to west, man. That's a struggle. Playing in Cali, out of the dome for Matt Ryan. I mean, this is the ultimate game of these teams have really good rosters. Why are they so bad? Very but, true. I think, yeah, like you said, the Chargers win. And the over-under is at 49 and a half, and I have the over. Over, over. This dude, game is going to be gunslinging. Under, under 50, that is absurd. That's going over so hard. Next game, two best throwing QBs ever to live. Jalen Hurts and Taysom Hill face off. What a trash can of a game. It's Plus seven for the Eagles. The Saints are favored by seven. Just a touchdown. Which is very interesting for how poor the Eagles have been playing. Maybe it's because the new QB change. You can tell me the over-under is 35 on this game, and I would say under. Oh, it's 43, and I'm picking the over. 
I'm going under. I'm going under. The Saints defense is playing great football. The Eagles stink. Jalen Hurts throws minimum two picks, gets sacked three or four times. I mean, you have to watch stupid Trey Hendrickson with the goddamn long sleeves and the finger tape looking like a mower on, but getting 100 sacks because every time I watch the Saints, he just sacks the quarterback constantly. So, yeah, the Saints win, cover, and it goes under. Uh, I picked the over. I feel like we're going to get multiple rush TDs from the QBs. Don't count out Jalen Hurts. I know you love him. Nope. Next one, the football team against the 49ers. They are very similar teams. Very, very similar. 49ers are favored, though, by minus three. Over-unders at 43. I have the football team, and this is kind of a pick where, like, oh, 43, got to pick the under, right? No. It's at 43. What are you doing? Over. I'm also going to take the football team. I mean, it's the NFC beast, man. They are. Different breed. The Redskins. Oh, football team. Whoa, 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 whoa. Football team. In the R. And the Giants. I mean, they're both honestly playing good football right now. They could both make the playoffs. I mean, Alex Smith revenge game? A little bit. A little bit. But it is going to go under. Sunday night football, which I think is going to be very interesting. Steelers, Bills. The Bills are favored minus one and a half. Over-unders have 47. I want to pick the Bills so bad. Josh Allen is my QB, not counting Aaron Rodgers. I love Josh Allen, but I feel like this Steelers defense is so good, and especially Josh Allen is so crazy at QB. You don't know what he's going to do. I got the Steelers to cover – and I got the over. I, oh man, I do not know what to pick on the over under here. I think it's dang, this is a struggle. It's a tough one. I think Bills cover the Steelers really aren't that good. The Bills are playing good. I mean, John Brown. I think is John Brown back this week? No. Ooh, okay, I'm still gonna. Oh, man, I'm gonna go under. But Bills. See, I think the Bills are just going to lose. They're going to have, like, the ball, and then it's, like, they're about to score, and then Josh Allen turns it over. I feel like the Steelers defense is going to, like, have a revenge game. Even though they're not good, they're still going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. I do not buy the Steelers. I'm selling the Steelers. I think they'll win this game. Last game of the week, Monday Night Football, Ravens-Browns. And going into this game – I'm like, oh, Browns are probably going to be favored. Tough one. No, the Ravens are favored plus two and a half. Over-unders at 47. Ravens are good and all. Clay's Campbell's still not back, though. Give me the Browns. Bring on the dog pound. I got the Browns and I got the over. Over Over-unders at 47. Um, Yeah, I'm also going to take the over, but as much as it pains me to do it, I don't like the Ravens, but I am going to take the Ravens. Don't think Wyatt Teller is playing for the Browns this week. That's a huge loss. I mean, their run – it's going to be a battle of the run game, which I think the Browns do do better. I said do-do. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the Browns do run the ball better. But ultimately, I think Lamar Jackson makes more plays than Baker Mayfield. And the Ravens win a close one. Understandable. So that wraps up the picks. Anything left to say on the podcast for tonight? I don't think so. Go Pack Go. 
a great week. Looking forward to the Lions. Big week ahead. See if they can finish 13-3. and I mean, they have to win out. It's very possible. They finished 13-3 and last year. We'll, next episode, we'll record Sunday night. It should come out Monday. Recapping the Lions game. We'll look a little bit forward to the Panthers, but that will mostly be for the Thursday episode. And that will do it here on Cheesehead Central. Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go!